And now for something completely different. Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of the UFC Rundown podcast. This is the inaugural episode. Thank you very much for tuning in if you are here. First off, this will be a staple of this podcast. Bruce Buffer, take it away. It's time! Yes, yes, hello and welcome to, like I said, the first episode of the UFC Rundown podcast. I'm Scott. I'll be your host from here on through for um, quite a long time. I hope this podcast will last quite a long time. Um, Just up a control. Um, I basically just want to talk about who I am, why we're starting this podcast. Like I said, it's going to be a UFC-based podcast. Yes, it will have integration of MMA and all of MMA. Um, I, if there's news stories of MMA, I will be breaking them to you. Um, but I will be mainly focusing on the UFC Fight Night cards and the UFC number cards. I will be previewing them. Um, I will be recording on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so they'll be out either on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Excluding this one that's of course out on a Saturday, just because it is the first one um, and I kind of wanted to rush to get it out for you guys to get the podcast um, started and going. Um, now the rundowns of the cards, um, we'll be looking over what happened um, over the hopefully eventful Saturday and the Sunday nights. Um, I'll be recording on a Sunday night, so it should be with you on a Monday. Now, now I quickly just want to talk about how we're going to look through the cards on previews. Now, I am only going to include the main undercard, so that is the five or six fights, four or five fights sometimes, that are on the undercard um, on ESPN, and then of course the five or six fights that are on the main card. Now, I'm not going to include the early access prelims on the main basis that they aren't always that interesting. Um, now, I will be sitting down watching them on, on ESPN+. Plus. I do have a subscription. And, for example, if there maybe is one that is fantastic, then I will review it and I will talk about it on the on the Rundown podcast. But for previewing, but for previewing I'm not going to be doing that. Um, so I hope that's okay with you guys. I'm sure you'll let me know if it isn't. Um, but that's the way I kind of I want to run it. Now, when I run through my picks... Um, I will be making picks. I'll be making a fighter pick and a method of victory pick on every single fight on the undercard main card. I'm not going to include betting odds because I think they can sometimes sway your judgment. Um, also, the fact that if I may have viewers in the UK and possibly viewers in the US, I'm going to be talking about odds in the UK and the US viewers are going to have no idea what I'm talking about because obviously they work in minus 210 and plus 240 underdogs and betting favourite, whereas in the UK... Um, you know, it's it's basically fractions or decimals. So you know your fractions. Say you've got a, you know, for example, I'm looking at just Andrew Sanchez right now as four to five favourite. Say as I don't know if he is, but if he is, and um, if he's fighting Mark Antony Barrio as five to four underdog, they're not going to know what that means. So vice versa. So I'm not going to talk about betting odds at all. Now before I get into running down the fight, because I really just want to get going, I just want to talk about, I, I'm not including the, um, ESPN plus fight pass prelims as well because I want to keep the podcast about an hour to an hour and 30 long now there's no right time for a podcast to be, it could be 6 minutes, it could be 6 hours, but for me 
I want it to be about an hour, to an hour and a half maximum. And that's just the way I want to run things. Now, there may be specials we may have. There may be, if we eventually are able to, you know, grow up to have guests on, etc., etc. Yeah, it might run longer. But for me, just doing it on my own, speaking to you guys, previewing cards, running down cards, it is just going to stick to about an hour, an hour and a half. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally, um, I'm going to be using a point system. Now, I've known no way, shape or form made this point system up. I've completely stole it, so hit at me. Um, basically, I will be picking a fight winner and a method of victory for each fight. Now, if I get both right, I'll get myself two points. I'm going to keep these points in a spreadsheet um, that we can go over monthly um, or after four or five pay-per-views. Um, if I get the fighter right, then I only get one point. If I get the method of victory right, I get no points. If I get both wrong, I get no points. Um, I urge you guys to do it and pl you know play along with me, go along with me. It just gives you an insight of how you're making your picks and how you're strategizing your picks. And I think it's just a little fun way as well, just to keep on top and keep on track of how your picks are doing. Okay, so without further ado, I know I've babbled on for about five minutes there, but as it is the first episode, I need to let you guys what, know what we're doing. Let's get into the first fight of that undercard, um, which is in the bantamweight division, and it's um, and it's Mitch Gagnon versus Cole Smith. Um, Mitch Gagnon is twelve and four. Um, Cole Smith six and zero. Um, it is Cole Smith's UFC debut. Um, he was previously with the Battleground Fight League, which was a completely new thing for me. I did not know that was a thing. Um, he has uh, won his six fights, three subs, two kills, and one unanimous decision. And he won his last fight by um, submission with a naked choke. Um, Mitch Gagnon is, of course, 12 and 4. He's won 12 of those, 10 of those subs. 10 of those submissions, one by decision, one by knockout. Um, he is on a two fight losing streak now. I I tend to look at those fighters that are on a two or three fight lose streak um, just on the basis that on average they're not going to lose three slash four in a row. Um, so looking at Mitch Gagnon um, and being on that two fight lose streak who he lost in the undercard of the Holloway Pettis fight in 2016 so he's actually coming off about a three year layoff which is massive, absolutely massive. So you've got a guy that's on a three year layoff coming up against a guy that is his UFC debut um, so it's an interesting first fight on that undercard um, both Canadian both in their hometown of Ottawa so that probably will come into play the career behind them so it's, 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 I suppose a good opening first fight um, Cole Smith has got four first round finishes and then six wins he is dangerous um, however you know my pick I think I, I narrowed it down I'm going to go for Gagnon by second round submission just looking at the fact his 12 winner came from 10 subs um, yes Cole Smith is unbeaten yes he's 6-0 but I think his debut in the UFC someone like this against an experienced Mitch Gagnon yes he's coming off a 3 year layoff but I just feel like he's going to have too much um, you know in the bantamweight division you know taking probably Cejudo Dillashaw out of the way um Knockouts are rare, shall we say. Um, so I think it might go to decision. But I've went for a second round submission for Gagnon. So that's my first pick that I'm locking in. First pick of the podcast. Here we go. We're on a roll. Moving on to the second fight in the heavyweight division. Uh, it's Arjan Bular versus Juan Adams. Um, Arjan is 8-1. 
um, against a 5 0 Juan the Kraken. Release the Kraken, Adams. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I really, really am. Um, two big power punchers in the heavyweight division. Um, Arjun Bullers won three fights by KO and five by decision. His last one was a unanimous decision win versus Marcelo Gome, which is quite a big name. Again, in his hometown of Ottawa in Canada. Um, Juan Adams is 5-0 and um, has won all of them by KO. Um, four of those have came in the first round, so he's dangerous. Um, has won his last fight by TKO versus Cristela Rocha. Um, that was just over six months ago. Um, he got his contract from Dana White's contender series, so you know he knows his stuff. Um, he's an American coming at the Canadian's backyard. This was a hard one for me because I've I've not watched most of this. Sometimes on an undercard, you know three or four or five of the fights. But on this one, it was difficult. Um, I I think I knew two of the fights. Um, the well, the two of them are coming up that we're going to review it preview in a minute. I didn't know the first three. Um, and this is obviously one of them. I researched a bit of Juan Adams and saw his punch power. Um, and he's really, really got it. Um, I feel like it's going to be a very, very kind of feeling each other out fight. Um, and I think it's going to go a decision. So my pick would be Juan Adams by unanimous decision. So that is my second pick. Um, okay, moving on to the third fight in the undercard in the lightweight division. It's Kyle Nelson, 12-2, and two, against Matt Sales, who is 7-2. Um... Kyle Nelson had his UFC debut in his previous fight. He lost that um, against Carlos Diego Ferreira via TKO. Um, again, just over six months ago. So he's 0-1 in the UFC. Um, he's only ever had two defeats. Of course, one of them coming there. Four, he's won four of his fights by KO. Four of them by decision and four of them by submission. He um, is coming into his own backyard. He's a Canadian. Um, Matt Sales... Uh, seven and two and six of them is won by KO. One of them was a unanimous decision. His two losses have came by unanimous decision as well. He won his contract in Dana White's Contender Series. He lost his debut to Shaman Murray's uh, on the undercard of the Dillashaw Garbrandt two card. Um, of course, TG Dillashaw, you little rat. Um, fanboys, come at me. Um, he has an American striker. Um, this is the third one that I just. I, I genuinely didn't didn't know anything about them. Um, obviously, they both lost a first UFC fight. So, my pick in this, again, I don't want to pick for the sake of it, but I do want to make picks for every single fight. I'll just get to it. Um, my pick is Matt Sales, um, second round KO. Based on the fact that seven wins have came, six of them are KOs. That is the main fact. That was my pick. Um, yeah. Finally, moving on to... Um, a fight that I actually know about the fighters. Lightweight division, Nordin Taleb versus Kyle Prepolek. Nordin Taleb is 14 and 6, Prepolek is 12 and 5. Nordin Taleb, I have followed since the undercard of McGregor Diaz. He blew me away, you know. He's been um, nothing short of poor since then. <laughs> must be a, I must be a bad luck charm. Um, he was on the McGregor Diaz undercard um, in twenty sixteen. So obviously McGregor Diaz won. Now um, he beat Eric Silva um, with a KO punch in the second round. 
that fight blew me away. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I put him in my fighters that I would that I would follow from then on. I followed him to the Lewis versus Brown at UFC Fight Night 105, I think it was, the undercard of that. Um, he lost the unanimous decision. Then at the Gustafs and Teixeira, um, Fight Night 108, 109, 109. Um, he beat Oliver Enkamp and then went on to beat Danny Roberts. Um, two KOs back, that's about two years ago now. Um, he then went on a two fight losing streak. Um, and I just, I'll be honest, I didn't watch his last loss. Um, it was Ozdemir versus Smith um, at the end of 2018. I think it was October. Um, I didn't watch it. Um, he's a fighter that I would, I would honestly, I would love to see win because I believe he he really he's got something in his locker. Um, like I said, he's fourteen six. He's won his uh, seven fights by KO and seven fights by decision. He has got power. Um, he's lost his last two fights, one by sub and one by KO. He's in his own backyard um, in Canada. He's coming up against Kyle Prepolik, who I've heard a little bit about. I had to ask about. He's won. 12 fights, lost 5, 7 by KO, 3 by sub and 2 by decision. He's, um, uh, it's his UFC debut. Uh, fought a couple for BTC, won, in, uh, won both of them um, in his last two. He last fought in March. So, you know, he's a couple of months off of his last fight. He's back again. Like I said, he's on a two-fight win streak outside the UFC, but this is his UFC debut. Um, again, he is Canadian, so it's very much Canadian... Um, versus Canadian here it was a tough one for me to choose because you know I really do like Taleb but I oh you're making me doubt myself now I actually want to change my mind I yeah I I'm going to go Taleb by first round KO <laughs> that's that's pretty out there but I feel as though if you can come out all guns blazing, which I think he will. I think he's going to want to come and prove a point. He's lost his last two. Um, you know, one by KO in the second round and one by submission in the first. He's going to want to come out and prove a point. He's been off for coming up about six months now as well, so he's had time to prepare, time to train. I'm going to go Taleb first round KO. Okay, next fight on the undercard is Vince Morales, who is 8-3 versus Ayman Zahibibi, which is uh, 7-1. Um... It's one of those fights again that I had to go and do some digging. Um, the one thing that I found about Morales is that his um, nickname is Vendetta, which is exactly what I think he's going to come and do here. He's going to get that V for Vendetta, Vince V, you see where I'm going with that, and he's going to come out a winner. I know I've jumped the gun there and I've not even talked about the fighters, but straight in my verdict is Morales by second round sub. Why? Well, this is why. So Vince Morales is 8-3, 5 by KO, 2 by submission, 1 by decision. He won his contract on Dana White's Contender Series. He is 0-1 in the UFC. He did lose his debut to Yang Dong Song on the undercard of the Blades and Ganu 2 fight card. Um, so he is 0-1. Uh, he's American, coming into a Canadian's backyard here in Ayman Zahibi. He is 7-1, um, 4 KOs, 2 subs and 1 decision. He's 1-1. One for one. In the UFC, he won his debut back in 2017, so it's a couple of years ago now. Later in that year, um, he lost his second UFC fight against Ricardo Ramos. Um, he's been off for about two years. The last time he fought was in that fight in 2017. 
Um, he is in his backyard of Canada. Um, outside of the UFC, I thought this was a cool stat. Outside of the UFC, he's had six first round finishes. And he's only had eight fights. I thought that was a pretty cool, um, cool stat. Um, the two fights that he hasn't first round finished have been his two UFC fights. Um, which was a unanimous decision win and a unanimous decision loss. So he can go the full way. He's shown that and he can win. But like I said there at the start, jumping the gun, V for Vendetta, Vince Vendetta Morales is going to come out, second round sub. That's my pick. Okay, the last fight on the undercard, we go to the women's bantamweight division. And that is Sarah Morales versus Macy Chiasson. Um Morass is 5 and 4, Macy is 4 and 0. Oh. The cool thing that I thought about Sarah Morass is that her, her nickname's Cheesecake. Um, who doesn't love a bit of cheesecake? She's 5 and 4, 2 wins by KO, 2 wins by sub, and 1 by decision. Her 4 losses have been um, by unanimous decisions. Um, she's on a 2 fight losing streak, losing to Talita Bernardo in 2018. That was the most recent one, so she's been off for about 6 months. Um, this is a Canadian versus American. The American may say it's 4 0. Two wins by submission, one by KO, and one by decision, so she can do it all. She won the Ultimate Fighter 28, defeating um, Pani Kayanzad by submission. Um, she's 1 0 in her UFC, winning on a debut by first round knockout. Going by her picture on sharedog.com, she looks an absolute tank. But I just couldn't shy away from Cheesecake. I just, I just. It was a very, very tough one. It's been a very, very un- tough undercard to actually to actually make picks out of. Um, as much as I like Cheesecake, I am going to go for Macy by unanimous decision. I think it's in the Bantamweight division. You know about the Bantamweight division. Not a lot of chaos happen. And I personally just think that Macy um, will get the better of her over the three and win it by unanimous. So Macy Chai is on by... Unanimous decision. I've said her last name about three different ways, but I'm going with Macy. Unanimous decision one. Okay, finally, 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 we come onto the main card and we open um, with a heavyweight division clash: Walt Harris versus Sergey Spivak. Um, Walt Harris is eleven seven and one no contest. We'll come onto that in a minute. Uh, Sergey is nine and zero. Oh. Um, Walt Harris got eleven. His 11 wins have came by knockout. Um, Sergei Spivak's uh, 4 kills and 5 submissions. So he's as deadly um, on the ground as he is a uh, stand-up. Now, Walt Harris is no, no contest. Um, now, he originally won the fight against Andrei Arlovsky um, back at, in December of last year. It was the Jones-Gustafsson 2 card.
He won that fight by unanimous decision. However, it was overturned by the CSAC to a no contest. Now, I don't think that's very fair on Andrea Arlovsky at all. Um, it, it was overturned um, because Harris tested positive for LGD4033. Now, to the no users like all of us, what, what even is that? So, um, it's a SARMS drug. Um, it just basically is it's a performance enhancer. Um, he was suspended. Um, he, he is now back. This is his first fight back. That that Andrea Lowski fight was, of course, on the Jones Gustafsson two fight card, um, which was in December last year. So you know he's he's coming up to to four months back now. Um, as his first fight, like I said, that no contest surely had to be awarded to Arlovsky. It's not even like it was a knockout. You know, a submission. It, it was a decision win. Um, and I'm pretty sure... I think it was unanimous, actually. I was going to say it was split, but I think it was unanimous for Walt Harris. Um, but anyway, it was a no contest. Um, and, and that's why he's got that on his record. Um, he's an American fighting against a... Not, not a Canadian. Um, Sergei... Sergei Spivak is from Moldova. Yep, Moldova. This is a UFC debut. Um... He is 9-0 and 8 of those 9 fights have been won in the first round. Um, only one has went to the second round and it only went to 16 seconds into the second round. Um, he won that one by submission back in the back at A1 Pro in 2015. Uh, like I said, this is UFC debut. Um, on his, um, his fight 4 on Sherdog, he looks like one of those fighters you know when you get um, fights posted on fights posted on Facebook, you know, like specifically Irish ones. He looks like one of those, like he, he genuinely does. Um, but I bet you a million pounds, I would not say that to his face because he he would knock me out. You know, nine wins, four of them by KO, five of them by submission. Um, this was a tough one because Sergey Spivak. I looked at a couple of his fights, twenty four year old and. He, he looks very dangerous, very dangerous. However, you can never discount Walt Harris. Um, you know, obviously, he was on a, he's, he's beat people like Chase Sherman, um, Cyril Asker, Daniel Splitz. His losses have been against um, Werdam, um, Jared Russell, you know. He, the, the punch power he has is ridiculous. That's why he's got 11 KO wins out of 11. Um, it's crazy. My pick is Harris for sure knockout. I think he's going to knock out Sergey the Polar Bear. Yep, that is his genuine nickname, Spivak, um, back to Moldova. So my pick is um, Walt Harris first round knockout. Okay, second fight <clears throat> on the main card: Andrew Sanchez versus Mark Andre Barrio. We spoke about him earlier. Um, Sanchez is ten four. Barrio is eleven and one. Uh, Sanchez five kills, three decision wins, and two submission wins. Um, he won his last fight by a via unanimous decision versus Marcus Perez. That was back in 2018. Um, that was on the undercard um, of the Justin Gaethje versus James Vick card um, back in August of last year. So he's coming up about a year off. Um, he is 3-2 and two in his five UFC fights. Uh, All-American fighter coming up against another Canadian, Marc-Andre Barrio. He's 11-1. and one. Um, 8 KOs, 2 decision victories. This is his UFC 
um, debut. Out of his last eight fights, he's won all eight outside of the UFC. Um, he's 11 and 1. His one loss um, came, I think, a bit early in his career. Um, his fourth fight, um, he lost against a Jonathan Valley split decision. Um, but like I said, his last eight fights, he's won all eight. Um, a mixture of knockouts and decision wins. Um, like I said, he's had eight knockouts and three decision wins, and his 11 wins, his one loss was a split decision. Probably the, the fight I'm least looking forward to on the main card, if I'm honest with you, either that or the one we're going to talk about next. Um, one that I hate to say I'm making a pick because I'm making a pick, but that is, the, that is, that is what I'm doing. Um, I went with Sanchez, Sanchez Dundrun Kale. Again, for the main fact, he's up against a UFC debutant, and I just think his five fights that he's already had in the UFC will get him over the line, and I think he'll, he'll catch him later on. So, my pick is Sanchez, third round knockout. Moving into the bandmate division now, we've got Brad Katona versus, that is some name, Mirab Diva Valishvali. Okay, we'll just call you Mirab. Um, Never heard of him. Absolutely never heard of him. Apparently he's already had three fights in the UFC. Shows how much tension I pay. Brad Katona's 8-0. Um, he's won KO, two submission victories and five decisions. He's won his last three fights by unanimous decision. And his most recent was um, Matthew Lopez. Um, he's had two fights in the UFC and is of course 2-0. Um, Mareb is 8-4. Five decision wins, two knockout wins and a sub win. He's had three fights in the UFC. He is 1-2, and, and he won his last fight um, via unanimous decision against Terry and Ware um, at UFC 136, which was coming up a year now, it was September of last year. He's from Georgia, so we've got a Canadian versus a Georgian, um, that's definitely not what the, the, the pronoun is, but I'm making it. Um, Canadian versus, um, versus Merab from Georgia. That's what I was saying about the last fight, this is the fight as well that I'm picking because I have to. Um, really not one that I'm looking forward to. I hope it proves me wrong. These type of fights, I really do hope that they do prove me wrong. Um, because every single fight that I watch, I want to be entertained and I want it to be a good fight. I want the fighters to go out there like they already are and putting everyone on the line. Um, you know, it's easy for me to say all this sitting here in my chair at home, never, never having to take a punch inside an octagon. You know, I can run my mouth. But, um, it is just one of those fights that I'm just not really I'm not optimistic for let's say that much but anyway on to my pick I went with Katona via decision um, for the main fact I couldn't be bored spelling out Mirab's second name that's a that, that's not true um, I think with him on day one his first two in the UFC um, by decision, band and weight division. I've narrowed it down, so my pick is Katona versus. So my pick is Katona via decision. Only time I do believe on this card we head into the featherweight division. Um, we have a, a good old favourite, Cub Swanson, who is twenty five and ten currently, against Shane Bergois, um, who is eleven and one. Cub Swanson eleven kills, four submission victories, and ten decisions. Um, Shane Bourgois is 11-1, 4 kills, 5 submissions and 2 decision victories. Cubs once has lost his last um, 3 fights, um, included losses against Frankie Edgar and Brian Ortega. Um, 
if you look over his profile and who he's actually lost to, I'll run you through um, Renato Carniero, Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar again, uh, Ricardo Lamas, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendes. Um, it, it, it really is big names. Um, but then you look at people he's, he's, he's fought and he's beat. Ross Pearson, Dustin Poirier, look at Dustin now, um, Charles Oliveira, Jeremy Stevens, Du Choi, Artem Lobov. Um, it really is an interesting career and how it goes up and down, up and down. Um, he's obviously 35 now, um, you know, coming up against this, this, should you say, up and comer, um, 28 year old, the Hurricane, um, Shane Burgos. <laughs> The Canadian, no, my mistake, he's actually from the United States, sorry, um, who has only had one defeat against Calvin Qatar, um, that was uh, on the Miacic and Garu card, he lost that via TKO, um, but he did win his last fight against Kurt Hollobach uh, in the Cormier Lewis card, just over six months ago, he won that via submission, um, he's got a 4-1 UFC record, so not to be snatched at at all, Um Cub Swanson was on a four fight win streak before he's on this three fight lo- losing streak. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I do tend to follow fighters that are on two slash three fight losing streaks because generally they're not going to lose another one. And if they do, then you know not to back them again next time out. Um, purely for for um, you know sentimental factors, I've I've went Swanson by decision. Um, I think he's going to have a little bit too much experience for this young guy and I think um, I was listening to the um, UFC Unfold podcast and they had Cub Swanson on um, and you know the way he was talking the kind of frame of mind he was in um, it really went my decision for me um, and I do believe he's going to hand Shane the Hurricane um, his second loss um, in the UFC so I have went Swanson by decision okay here we go middleweight Derek Brunson Elias Theodoro Man, am I looking forward to this. You know, we might have to go through a couple of bad undercards, but to get to this, I'm pleased. Derek Brunson, 18-7. and 7, Theodoro, 16-2. Um, Brunson, 11 kills, 3 submissions and 4 decisions. He is on a 2-fight losing streak. Um, he lost to Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo Souza and the current middleweight interim champ, Edgel Adesanya. Again, Brunson was on the um, UFC Unfiltered podcast just speaking about how he underestimated Adesanya um, and that man, he punches hard. Um, obviously, it was the punching knees that got Adesanya the, the TKO victory and look at where he is now. That really was his, his path. Um, other people, he's lost Anderson Silva and then the current middleweight champion, Robert Whitaker. Also, Yao Romero. Um, it's another American versus Canadian matchup here. Elias Theodoro, um, six KOs, one submission, nine decision wins. So um, he can last, um, certainly. Um, he is on a three fight win streak. Um, the latest one was against um, Eric Anders uh, back in December. His last seven fights have gone all the way, so they've all gone a decision. Um, that did kind of base my my decision slightly I think Theodoro will will come on and continue to, to win and win and this three fight you know win streak with decision like I said the last seven I went to decisions um, 
I personally think Derek's going to have him. I think he's. He, I looked at the Wayans, he looks bigger, um, personally. I think he looks a bit bigger than him. Um, I think if you look at the people he's lost against, they're big names. They're not. They're not. They're not. Um, you know. You know they're not small fighters. Um, they're well known. You know why. Um, you know he's been beaten by them. You know Ronald Souza, Anderson Silva, Robert Whitaker, and Adesanya both have titles. Um, my pick um, is Brunson by third round knockout or TKO. Um, I think he has got unfinished business in that middleweight division. Um, yes, he's thirty five, but if you can beat someone like an up and comer like Theodoro, you you've, you've you're standing in good stead. I know it is a stacked middleweight division, but why not add someone like Derek Brunson in the max? So my pick is Brunson by third round KO. Just before I head on and talk about the final fight that we're going to be previewing today, the main event, um, I just want to talk about a bit of news in the MMA world and what we're going to be talking about now. Yes, this is going to be previews and rundowns. However, if there is any news that's breaking or it's just came out, I'm going to be talking about it on the podcast, whatever podcast it is, the preview or the rundown one. It doesn't necessarily have to be based in the UFC. It can be MMA related. Um, however, today's one that we're going to talk about just before the podcast ends is about the UFC. We have two stories. It was originally going to be one, but as I was surfing the internet before starting the podcast, I found story number two. So um, if you stick around, we'll talk about them. But for now, let's get into the main event. Regent Al Iaquinta, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Here we go, come on. Iaquinta 14-4, one draw. Cerrone 35-11. Jeez, you can't believe he's fought in that many fights. He really is what they call a veteran. He is fantastic. Iaquinta, seven knockouts, six decisions. One sub win is um, four losses, three of them were submissions, and one was a decision. Um, he has won his last fight, won his last fight against Kevin Lee, who has, of course, got that fight against Rafael dos Anjos um, in the coming months, won that by um, Uranus decision. Um, the fight before that, of course, we know was him versus Habib. Um, he took that on short notice. Yes, he was was beaten by a unanimous, unanimous decision, but put up a very good fight for someone that had such a quick turnaround. Um, you know, not from fight to fight, but he got the call up very late, you know, and, and, and credit to him, he took it. You know, the look at the people he's, he's beaten before that. He beat Jorge Masvidal, who now is in the title contention. Um, you know, he beat Diego Sanchez, Ross Pearson. Actually, it was the, just looking now, it's the second time he's beat Kevin Lee. He beat him back in 2014. Four years later, he beats him again. Um, so he's not someone to take lightly. And that lightweight division, again, is, is a little bit stacked at the top. But someone like Iquinter could definitely, definitely compete up there. Um, just like Donald Cerrone could as well. Tenkyo's 17 submission wins, 8 decisions. Um, he is coming off a 2-fin white. 2-fin white streak, eh? very good. A 2-fight win streak. Um, two wins against Mike Perry and Alexander Hernandez. Mike Perry, of course, last week just beat Charles Oliveira, unanimous decision. Um, big win for him, it gets him back on track. And then he beat Alexander Hernandez. He, he handed him his own second um, loss of his career um, by beating him by TKO. Um, I am loving watching Donald right now. Really, really, I'm loving. He said it himself, and you can see it, he's in a different frame of mind now that he's had his kid. 
definitely. Um, young Danger. Um, absolutely love that name, Danger. Absolutely brilliant. Danger Cerrone. Class. Um, he's already said, and you can see it, you know, he's no longer just fighting for him and his partner to put food on that kid's table, you know, to put clothes on that kid's back, to do a college fund for that kid. That's what he's fighting for now, you know, um, and he's relishing it. He's absolutely relishing fighting for someone. So, personally, I just can't look past Donald Cerrone in this type of form. He has come out and said that the weight cut has killed him, um, you know, and it's really no wonder, you know, it is really no wonder coming down, um, but I believe it can go two ways. I think if Donald becomes tired, um, you know, Iaquinta will, will, you know, pounce on that and can really hurt him really can and I think that would worry me but going by the Cerrone form and going by what the state of mind he's in I'm not going to look past him I'm not, I would not bet against him and I'm not going to pick against him my pick is Donald Cerrone by 4th round submission you may be thinking why Why have you chose 4th you know why personally I see Donald start off well flattens and then comes back up again now if he does flatten against Iaquinta I don't think he'll get the chance to come back up because he will punish him. Um, I think Donald is going to boss it, you know, rounds one to three. And I think um, Aquinta is just going to, you know, himself get a bit tired. Um, Donald's going to have him, get him to the ground. I think he's going to submit him. Fourth round, that's my pick. That is my pick. And laugh all you want. <laughs> but that does round up. The UFC Ottawa card that is airing on um, Saturday evening. Prelims on um, ESPN Plus Fight Pass. Prelims, normal undercard prelims uh, on ESPN, I do believe. Um, uh, and then main card on ESPN as well. It runs into early Sunday morning here in the UK. Um, so I'll be up until about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning watching that. And then um, I'll get up and... Uh, do a podcast for the first ever rundown of the UFC rundown podcast. This being the first ever preview of the UFC rundown podcast. So, just before we go, like I was saying there, I have two news stories to bring to you. Um, the first one I was already um, going to break anyway. Um, and it is, you might have guessed, Brock Lesnar. Um, now, Brock Lesnar has apparently told Dana White... Um, that he's retired from MMA. Now, this comes to news comes as news to every single one of us fight fans because we were we were um, we were expecting with obviously his deal with WWE being up and he lost the title. Um, he has apparently told Dana White that he's quit. Now, does he? Is this a ploy? Has as Vince and WWE offered him a, a major contract? Yes, probably. Um, is he trying to use this as a bargain tool to Dana? Yes, probably. Will it work? Yes, probably. But it's an interesting story nonetheless. Um, the wrestling and UFC it is all about the money, 100%. Um, I think Lesnar DC was always the plan. DC wanted it. Did Lesnar want it? Mm, probably. Um but like I said, it's all about the money. If Vince is going to offer him more money for really less work, 
you know, I've been hearing the amount of times he turned up on a WWE show and he was apparently the big champ. I use that in inverted commas. Um, it's half, it's probably half a quarter of the work than what he'd have to do at UFC. Um, so Dana White, you know, claimed that Lesnar was retired, that he told him he was retired. Um, and apparently now Cormier-Stipe rematch um, will be in the works for an August UFC 241 pay-per-view. Now that's interesting. Um, personally, me, that's the fight I want to see. I want to see Cormier, Cormier Stepich, definitely. Um, Stepe, I think, will want a bit of redemption. You know what the amount of respect he has for Cormier. They both have respect for each other. I think the, the last thing they want to do is book Cormier Jones again. You know, I don't think you need it. I really don't. Me personally, um, I would rather see, you know, Stepe, Cormier, or Nganu, Cormier, or Blooming Curtis Blades versus Cormier. Um, definitely. Um, but this is obviously Brock Lesnar's second retirement. Um, you know, personally, yeah, I think it's to do with the money, as it always will. Um, I think Vince has offered him a contract and he's trying to use that to Dana. Will it work? Probably. But um, we'll see. Um, according to Dave Meltzer um, in the Wrestling Observer newsletter um, Lesnar had a certain price that, that he wanted to be guaranteed when he'd done the Cormier fight um, UFC can't meet the offer wouldn't meet the offer um, and Lesnar basically told him to stuff it then so I think he's went back to WWE and said what's your best offer they've gave him one and now he's going back and forth, back and forth, like a chicken. Um, you know, seeing seeing uh, how much money they'll give him, and they'll bow him because he's Brock Lesnar. Um, that's that's all I've got to say on it. it was a little bit of breaking news earlier in the week. Um, some more news that that broke pretty much about an hour ago. Um, if that, to be honest, on Twitter, um, it was the UFC's um Twitter that has retweeted it um, it's a tweet from Daniel Cormier um, on Instagram I do believe that um, it's atting Stipe Mercic and he's playing and singing along to the Voyage to Atlantis song um, I'll give you a little listen um, I'm, I'm not going to do for copyright reasons um, basically the, the, the caption on it is I'll always come back to you um, obviously the, the tagline to the Voyage to Atlantis song he obviously knows that, that this rematch is happening and this rematch is going to be scheduled for August um, you know what um, and I have no problem with that absolutely no problem with that like I say that's the fight I want to see he's you know nip, nipping at it now and I'm sure Stipe will be back out and they too want to do battle again and they, they should do battle again definitely I think um, the first fight was, was an absolutely fantastic fight. Cormier dropping him was physically, you know, mind-boggling to watch. Someone of Stipe's stature and size getting absolutely dropped. My, my gob hit the floor, I'll tell you that. Um, I would love as a fan uh, to watch that again. I would love to preview it. I would love to run it down. And I really hope in August I will get the chance to do it. UFC 241. Okay, and that, um, that is it. <laughs> Um, it's flew by for me. Um, hope it's not going too slow for you. Listening to my uh, bunged up with the cold Scottish voice for the first time of many. Hopefully, I hope some of you subscribe. Thank you very much if you made it to the end. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, whatever platform you're listening on, please do give us a, sub a subscribe and a rating. 
really does help and it really is appreciated. Um, like I said, I will be back on Sunday recording the first ever UFC rundown um, of this UFC Ottawa card. Um, that will be with you by Monday, probably late afternoon slash early evening. Um, so please do subscribe and you'll get a notification of that coming on. Again, thanks very much if you stuck around. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. Um, and like I said, I hope you do subscribe and we can continue this journey together. That is probably the the weirdest thing I've ever said. Um, anyway, we started this podcast with something that's going to happen through every single one of them. And that was the one and only Bruce Buffer. And we will end it with um, something that's going to continue through my podcasts. Um, so please do um, take it away, Mike. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Take it easy. Enjoy the fights this weekend. And Mike, go for it. <laughs>